0: You're back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Hi. Hey, man. Hi, Thomas. This isn't the first time we've seen each other. I know, but you, But if for me, it feels like the first time I've seen you because you just got a new haircut, and so you just you look uh. really handsome, and you look fresh as a daisy. Oh. <laughs> Although, like, to a lot of
1: people, they would be, I mean, maybe people are like, why would he compare him to a flower? And in reality, I'm like, there's that, nothing better to be compared. That was to. a really touching compliment yeah, for you, really it? was really deep for me.
0: I really enjoy that. <laughs> a couple things from my trip that only Thomas and like Sam and I will enjoy is that like I downloaded a new pack of like birds mm-hmm. for my Merlin Bird ID app. Yes. And every morning before campers arrived in Spain, I would like just go out and sit in the grass somewhere and just turn my phone on and like this one morning there was there's a bird in Western Europe called a chaffinch and another one called a hawfinch. And they both were within twenty feet of me, and I had to do a fielder's choice of yeah, which one I'm going to take a picture of. Yeah. <laughs> so I chose the chaffinch, but and then I moved my camera around for the hawfinch, and it was gone. Oh. And they were, but they were such cool birds. There was another bird there called the firecrest, and I was like, God, so cool! What a great name,
1: man! Just so many. I just cool feel things. like I have wasted. That's so <laughs> stupid. I was going to say I wasted a trip in 2018. I did, that's, that's the, <laughs> you experienced that's not so the things, right you're thing, like, I saying. wasted it. I didn't know. I, I did not I waste it. I do. Idea. I did not enjoy birding as much as I do. You know? There
0: were so many things that, uh, so, okay. For those that are uninitiated, uh, my daughter, Anna, Anna and I went to Spain. We had a couple of vacation days together in the city of Barcelona, which was just absolutely wonderful. We had yeah. so much fun. And then we went, uh, we went into the interior of Catalonia, to a place called Villanova de Sau to a camp called Can Mateo, and um, and there we transformed that property into a Young Life camp for a mm-hmm. week and a half. Cool. And kids showed up for a week of Young Life camp, and it was for those who were initiated. It was much like Young Life, just without air conditioning and about a fourth of the kids. And it was really, really. We had wonderful time with the leaders and. Just a great, great experiences. I'm going to do a little inside baseball as we open this episode. In, in other words, like only Thomas will know who I'm talking about. But as you do it at Young Life Camp, you take a hike mm-hmm. at Spain, Young Life Camp. But in Spain, Young Life Camp, you spend the night at the hike. And um, so Ann and I were prepared for this. We brought hammocks. We brought Eno hammocks from the States. So we're like, we're not going to sleep on the ground. We're going to string some hammocks up and put some sleeping bags in a hammock because you're in the middle of the woods in the mountains. And, um, in this, it's like a natural preserve. I found out like, um, no one can ever build on it. Like it will always be that place as it should be. It's one of the most, like, I, I know I'm jumping ahead no, of you. Please
1: do. The only way I've ever described it, which like it probably isn't fair, but I, I have seen the grand Canyon. Yes. I've been, I've laid eyes on it. I've as been it at it. Um, The only way I can think to describe that place is if you looked at the Grand Canyon, but halfway up the walls, they were full of trees. Yes. And then the uh, the top half looks like the Grand Canyon. Exactly. It's like, it's like evergreen forest and then just red rock going straight up and it's absolutely stunning.
0: It is. It's a stunning place. It's beautiful. It's, it's an incredibly cool place. And so you, You know, you spend the night there. Well, okay, so David Beltran, who is on Young Life staff in Madrid, (laughs) he comes up to me the day of the hike, and he's like, hey, bro, um, you're not going to spend the night of the hike. And I was like, I'm not? And he was like, no, I'm doing you a favor. And I was like, what? And he was like, I want you to, like, sing a song as, like, a lullaby before the kids, like, when all the kids get in their sacos. That's that's the term for the uh, sleeping bags, sacos. All the kids get in their sacos. You sing a lullaby in the dark. And then we're going to get in the van with Adi, Adio. And he's going to drive us back to camp. And then you're going to get, the kids aren't even going to come back until 11 a.m. So you're going to get the whole morning off. And I was, I looked at him with like tears in my eyes. And I was like, thank you, David. Oh my gosh. He was like, you're going to have a room to yourself. You're going to sleep as long as you want. And you're not going to have anything to do until the kids get back at 11. I was like. This is the greatest news mm. I've ever had. Just understand like at this point I've been we've all been working our butts off constantly getting up at 6 um, just working our butts off. Anyway, so this is great news. It was also clutch because <laughs> when I picked up we so we took Christie's Eno hammock. We also took Joe Penley's, but when I picked up Joe's, I forgot to get the straps. So Ooh. that was going to be an hell. I was going to be sleeping on the ground. Yeah. I was giving Anna Christie's yeah. hammock. Anyway, so fast forward I'm looking so forward to like, I'm going to sing a song. We're going to jump in the van. Ari's going to drive us back to camp. It's probably going to take 15 minutes to get back to camp. I don't know. Hmm. It's a two-hour hike, two-and-a-half-hour hike, something like that. So I'm like in my mind, it's like, it's going to be a quick little jaunt in the van as we go back down the mountain into camp. And, and, and then I'm going to be in a – and before you know it, I'm going to be in a bedroom by myself. I have not had – listen – I, at this point, I had not had a moment by myself. Are you someone
1: who likes to always be around people?
2: <laughs>
0: that's
1: Between me and him, that's sarcastic. To someone out there, they don't know us. I
0: this podcast is listened all over the world I was so I dying know. like I, I need time to myself <laughs> I need time to myself yeah. my personality is like I recharge my batteries when I'm by myself right then I can be the person I need to be around people and right. do ministry and right. listen to people and all those things and mm-hmm. help but like I, at this point I was I was nine days in of having zero time to myself Yeah. Uh, I was sleeping Ooh. I was sleeping in a room with nine college guys mm-hmm from various countries yeah <laughs> various levels of snoring and there's a thing that happens like
1: if you've never submerged yourself in another nation mm-hmm. and you're committed to trying to learn their language yes. it's not like okay i speak english it's the language of the world so everybody will submit to me no 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 you're saying i'm in your turf i'm gonna you. do my best that's right
0: and i yeah because i love you and i i want to show you respect and by the way while i'm trying to do that you're gonna Turn around to that person and speak a completely different language that I am not working. Yeah, these
1: these these friends of ours in Spain speak two languages very well. Most of the time, three languages very well. Yes, and just from my experience, it was. I'm going to do my best to speak Spanish. I don't want to make you speak English, right? I know, I know, to the degree of someone who went through intermediate Spanish twice in high school and in college. (laughs) And has spoken it on and off. Like I had one, I had one year of like, I'm going to speak this language really well with a friend of mine who spoke Spanish, which was a completely different Spanish than the Spanish, of the people who speak Spanish in Spain, a bunch of different words, different slang, different accent, everything. And then I took two years off of that. So that, that was my level of it. Right. And I would, I never have been that tired in my life. Never. On top of working from sunup to sundown. And then they, and then
0: they just, on top of having no people free spaces, no time to yourself. Right. So, I'm looking very forward to this. I sing my little song. It's in the dark. Everybody's in the sacos. I don't know this story, by the way. We get in the van, and I'm thinking, 15, 20 minutes, we're going to be back in camp. First of all, we're I'm in the back of this janky van. Yeah. We are not on roads. Ooh. We're on footpaths. Like the paths we walked on. Ish. Like, there's <laughs> sheer rock on one side of the van. Like, like sheer cliffs on the other side of the van Ariel is driving very fast and every now and then like David would just shout something at Ariel and then Ariel would respond like and very very fast it's in the dark there's barely headlights on this thing like and we're just like just bouncing all <laughs> over the place and Samantha Beltran David's wife was just like David I'm gonna throw up I'm going to throw up don't say another word to me this entire trip And then all of a sudden, Ariel just stops. He just stops. And everybody's just like, que paso? What's up? Like, what happened? And he's just like, I don't know where we are. (laughs) And I'm like, that's an L! No. No. (laughs) Firmly grasp it. Like that's from an L. It, it was such an hand. L. It was such a loss. I was just like, no. And he was just like, I don't know where we are. I was like, but you're <laughs> from here. Oh. No. No. You have to know. I oh no. You so You sold. And so like, so he drives around in circles for a while. We're completely <laughs> lost. <laughs> yes. I mean, bouncing all over the place. We're Samanthas puking. Oh man, she was green. And like. <laughs> And finally, he literally in Spanish asked everybody in the car to turn on their GPS and look for a route back to camp. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) So finally, he gets to a place where David goes, "Okay, okay, uh, this is it, this is it, this is it. So we get on this road that's kind of a road. (laughs) And we get on it. And then somebody says, like, how much longer? This is all happening in Spanish. And Ari says, 27 more minutes. Oh. And I was like, what? You're like, man, I'm going to sleep two hours We'd later. we already no been order. in this for an hour. Wow. So it's almost like 1 a.m. And then I was just like, close. so we're going to get back at camp at like 1.15 or 1.20. Mm-hmm. And David goes, yeah, bro, but when we get back, we have to unload the van and then load all the kids' breakfast back into the van. And I was like, oh, what? David left out some stuff. He you.
1: left out some stuff. David meant to say, hey, man, we need a lot of help doing this really hard <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
0: oh my word so like almost 2 Uh a.m i scramble into this room by myself Mm. and lie down and go to sleep buddy welcome to ancient and new my name is lee i'm thomas
1: and i just got the greatest picture of the cutest little boy in the world oh juder oh Oh, oh, look at him oh he's so cute I love it. I'm so glad you're back. Uh, Brad Warren. Thank you so much to him. I, yes. I would like to say a couple of thank yous. Great job. Brad did a fantastic job holding the four down. Really? If you really good shows. If you know him, send him a text and tell him how great a job he did. Cause he really did. And if you don't know him, just send tell the text to us
0: and we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, screenshot yeah. and send it. Right.
1: Um, also I want to thank Ian Gothert who like those of you who, I mean, Ian Lee typically produces the show so if last the last two weeks if you're like man the volumes are off or the thomas there's this weird part where they should have cut this thing out which we don't really do that very often but there was a moment we were interrupted when brad and i were doing our show yeah someone walked in here and i had to cut it out but i almost forgot about it so we almost put it in there <laughs> um, but if you if you notice like anything crazy it's because i produced the last two weeks but i do want to say like you did a good job our show doesn't get to you all without our friend ian which is yeah. he does a great
0: job. I don't know what has to happen. I couldn't tell you, nor could I, and that's why um, we just entrust everything to Ian. When we were going through the pandemic, Ian got every single podcast and three different shows a week, and also um, and several like videos a week up for our congregation. I mean, he's just he was he was our COVID hero. Yeah, and he yeah
1: he's doing a huge service to. Yeah. Us, to you all, to the kingdom. Thank Take us
0: for. to the Bible, Thomas. Oh, oh
1: yeah. Um, Okay. We're going to be in Luke 1. I'm ready. Christmas time. Hey, um, Christmas, Thomas. But happy
0: birthday, Harry. Happy birthday, Harry. Happy birthday, Frosty. Gosh, um, I love that Maddie referenced Harry Potter on Sunday morning in her message. Me too. That was great. As it
1: should have been. Uh Here's what I want to say. Expect a lot of Luke over the next year. I'm going to be teaching
0: Luke on Sunday nights oh, really? to cool. my Bible study uh, of high schoolers. Nice. I so, uh, just I thought you were going to be in the Gospel of Matthew for a while. Yeah. The teachings of Jesus. I got I got redirected. redirected. I like that.
1: That'll be fun. Um, anyways, I'm excited about that. And I expect to learn some stuff and share it along the way. Carry on. But this, uh, this was actually kind of a fluke. Luke. I uh, did not mean for that to happen. But, wow, The Luke's name is contained in the word fluke. Yeah. You just put another letter in front of it. You do. Weird. But he, here's what I want to say. I just happened to be, I, like, glazed over this first chapter. Not glazed. I was, like, the things I'm specifically going to be talking about for the next, ostensibly the next year as I bounce around. I usually, I, I like, am committed to doing a thing, but every once in a while by every once I mean, like, every two weeks. I'm like, wait, this this would be really cool to talk about. So yeah, I, like, yeah, grab yeah. it. But um, I, I'm going to be talking specifically about the teachings of Jesus. Nice. Yeah, so I'm excited. Just, like, specific things he says to one-on-one people, to his disciples, to big crowds. Luke's
0: fun in that way. Yeah, world. so I'm excited so about specific that. Specific kind of stuff that so Luke cares about. All that to say,
1: like, I was looking at Luke 1 knowing that, like, yeah, he's, he's not been born yet at this point. But I'm just gonna. I want to read this. Jesus or Luke? Jesus, Luke had been born. Well, maybe no, not. maybe probably not. Probably not. Uh, I was trying to explain that Luke had written this, and he said he was born. That's not necessarily the same thing. He
0: probably wrote this. Well, he probably did the research for this during Paul's imprisonment, house house imprisonment in Cesarea Philippi.
1: Yeah, a couple of years there were. that right. Would make sense. Which is really cool
0: yeah like all right bro you stay on house arrest i'm gonna go around and you inv- go people like mary
1: Mary, yeah which is so cool super cool anyways uh that's just like a little bible nug there <laughs> yeah I, yeah because i think it's easy to think like well yeah matthew mark luke john all disciples all were, and it's like well no
0: no luke wasn't and they have
1: cool different which is a yeah. really cool thing right like matthew got first hand account of what Jesus was doing. John got a first hand account of what Jesus is doing. Mark a lot of people would say was a lot of interviews of Peter. Luke right. had the opportunity, which is really cool. Like the moments where he pops in and out of acts saying like I yeah. was along for this ride you you know, like there are times when it's like, wow, you were probably talking directly to Peter in this moment right so here. Right. Or whoever it is, you know, which is Mary, like you said. I think it's so cool. And he gets to look at it from a non Jewish perspective, which was also, really cool in the uh, age that they were in. So, um, Lee just took his shoes off. I don't really know why.
0: It's holy ground. There Let's you talk go. About like <laughs>
1: <one>. <laughs> and currently, the speaker to the right of me is on fire. That was just a,
0: the speaker instead of the. Well, there's not a bush. I burning just yeah. think
1: speaker. <laughs> Please remove your shoes. Um, I think I'm going to start in verse eight. Carry on. There's just one little thing that stood out to me. Once when Zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time came for the burning of incense came, sorry, and when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Zechariah. your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Uh, goes on to say a few things, uh, more after that in verse 18, it picks up and says, "Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. There's, you know, after that, there's a, a tying up a lips and my man doesn't speak for a while. Um, Oof. anyways, I, I think I was like, I mean, I was just glazing over this the other day to, um, make sure there wasn't anything I wanted to share. I knew I had a feeling I wasn't going to talk for a while, probably until chapter four or five. Um, but I definitely wanted to get a comp- a comprehensive reading of the gospel of Luke, but I was, I was uh, entranced by the idea of Gabriel showing up and saying your prayer has been heard because, mm-hmm. and because of Zachariah's response, it gives me the idea that maybe he hasn't prayed this in a long time. And I'm like, maybe I'm assuming a lot because yeah. his response is how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. Like they're older people. A while. Yeah. Like it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, Gabriel says, like, hey, he's going to be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. Like, not only has your prayer been answered, but here's a few things on top of that. Like, Hmm. here, like, the Lord heard your prayer, whenever that was. I don't know. Like, take note of this, listeners. Like, this is very, like, here's a moment where a guy had been praying a thing. Who knows if it, like, I know specifically in my life, if there's something I want from the Lord, a lot of times that means I don't stop praying about it. For a long, long time. There's been plenty of times in my life where I've been praying for a long, long time. Okay. I get super discouraged and I stop. Um, I don't know Zachariah's exact case. We don't get like, well, here's how often he prayed. Here's when he journaled about it. Here's what he did for that. Here's how long that lasted. Here's when they quit doing that. We, who knows? He may be still praying in that. I, I don't know. But like based on his reaction, I feel safe assuming yeah. that it's probably been a minute since they prayed that prayer. And here it is happening. However long after it was, however, whenever they stopped, whatever. And on top of that, there's just like a scoop of a little bit extra. Like the Lord answered his prayer in the way that he wanted him to. Not when he wanted him to necessarily.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know that Zachariah put a win on that, but he did. I, I would assume he stopped at some point. And he just like sprinkled on some stuff on top of it.
0: When um, Anna and I got back into the States, we're in the airport in Philly. And I was like, let's get some food and she was like i want a philly cheesesteak and i was like great so we went to like a little place that had philly cheesesteak we ordered our sandwiches we ordered some french fries we hadn't had french fries in a while yeah clearly and we got our order they were, they were like all right your order 274 or whatever we're so like, you
1: were closer to france than you have been oh my gosh literally you could have gone like 50 miles on a hike and been in france Sorry, I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking you for not <laughs> French fry. fries. It's just funny, like the the idea that you just walk into a French town and they just have French fries. Well, it's like, just funny to me that so we do got you the like wine. Stop! It's just funny to me that like I don't know the history of the French fry. Like, do we? Is it rightful that we call it a French fry? I don't know. Man, what? Are, when are, <laughs> this has to be cut out of here.
0: You think I brush my teeth with wine? <laughs> anyway so it was like order 274 or whatever we get the order and Anna was like they only gave us one fry and I was like oh we ordered two fries And she was like exactly so I was like all right all right I'll clear this up and I was like I go over to the thing I was like hey we actually need two fries and he was like you only ordered one and I was like okay we don't need to fight about that but then he like showed me the receipt he only wrote down one and I was like okay well then can I order another fry so I pull out my wallet, I'm gonna hand the guy a few more bucks to because I'm reordering fries now. Mm. But then he just handed me the fries and he was like, No, it's no it's no problem. He just hooked me up with the fries. Brotherly love. Yeah, the city of brotherly <laughs> hmm. The 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 cheesesteak of brotherly love. Oh yeah. The extra fries of brotherly love. Yes. Like so what you're saying for Zechariah, it's like your prayer was order two seventy five. But also, yeah. here's some extra fries.
1: Here's two seventy six. Here's some extra fries. Bro. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just
1: think it was. Cool. I like that. All, all little bits and pieces of that I, I felt encouraged by. It. Just because I think, uh, I like. I find myself. I like to pray for things. Like I ask. I like uh-huh. to ask the Lord
0: for things, which is, like for me is saying a lot because there was probably there's been periods in my life. I literally where, had a moment that I just remembered where you said to me in with a straight face do you think it's okay for me to pray for things that I just personally want? Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) yes, dude, your Baptist is showing.
1: Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) Like there's like evidence of my, of like some twisted theology in my mind, which is like, I can't actually pray for something I want because the Lord's not going to give it to me. So I better, it's better. I just don't bring it up and hope that he guesses, which all that is messed up. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So like you just got like an insight into like my theology can go down like historically yeah. and I'm at a place in my life where I could say, Oh, I like to pray for things. I'm yeah. going to ask him for what I want to. There's a lot of scripture yes. that says you can do that. So I'm going to do it. Absolutely. Um, but they're like, when you don't get something directly, it can also lead to discouragement. So yeah, anyway, yeah. so it was cool for me to read this and be like, here's the thing I got had been asking for and he got it. And I that, love
0: yeah. I, I love the implication of this, which is just that when I've given up hoping on a prayer, he has not given up finding a way to hook me up in that. Right. Even beyond he hasn't what forgotten I asked it either. Hmm. He, yeah. He cares about me. Nice. Cool. Uh, John chapter nine. Oh, a familiar story of Jesus mm. healing a blind man who was born blind. Whose mm. fault was it that he was born blind? <laughs> Neither his nor his parents. Okay, cool. Um, so, a man was born blind, so this is not a situation where any this guy had ever seen. There's a couple cool things about this healing. One, Jesus not only has to heal the physical mechanism of his eyes, the nerves that lead into his brain, and all that stuff, but like he has to repair neural pathways that were never developed. Mm-hmm. So things like depth perception, um, things like like. The recognition of colors, the recognition of uh, sizes, shapes, everything. Like yeah, like your retina needs to react properly to light. Otherwise, yeah, going outside on a sunny day will be completely overwhelming. overwhelming. Yeah, like he has to heal the guy's brain. He has to heal the. He has to create things that. Mm. other people have schemata for mental schemata for, but this guy has none. Yeah. Like this is a stunning miracle. Yeah. 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 Which I I think it's so cool. It's so cool.
1: Like what if Jesus like, no, 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 I'm going to say that.
0: So like, okay. So (laughs) I I once read about this study where um, this kind of stuff is weird, but like these scientists were studying kind of vision development. And so they put these glass, like these kind of like goggles on like baby cats that were like only allowed them to basically see slits that were like vertical lines and then another group of cats they did the same thing with these goggles that only allowed them to see horizontal lines they create a room where like all of the all of the platforms all of the landings all of the obstacles are vertical lines and then another room where all of the obstacles landings platforms and stuff are based on horizontal lines They take the goggles off of the cat. They've had this growth and development using these things. The ones that have been, that had the vertical line goggles, they put them in the vertical line room and they hop around just as athletically as cats do. Hmm. They put them in the horizontal room. They're completely blind. Wow. Because those neural pathways did not develop. Wow. They can't walk. They're completely overwhelmed. So when Jesus heals a guy born blind he has to also give him just mental connectivity about things yeah. like color, shapes, depth perception that he's never even developed in any way. Mm, he's cool. only heard people talk about them. And he's felt things, but he doesn't have a way to attach that to vision. So really, really cool healing. That's not even what I want to talk about. Um, what I want to talk about is later on. So he heals the guy. Pharisees find out. Of course, it was on a Sabbath, so they're pitching a fit about it. And, you know, look... I don't, the guy's like, I don't know who it was. A guy told me, go to Siloam and wash. And I washed and I came home seeing. And they were like, you are a sinner. And they kicked him out of the synagogue because he was like, what? Why do you keep asking me about it? Do you want to believe in him too? And they were like, you were steeped in birth, is steeped in sin at birth. You're out. So they kick him out. They like, they rough his parents up. Like, it's just whole, whole terrible situation. The guy is now healed by Jesus, but kicked out of community. Um, this is verse 35. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, which first of all, of course, Jesus found him. He went and found him. He went and tracked the guy down. Yeah. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Is a title for the Messiah. Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he's the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe and he worshiped him. Okay. What I want to talk about is the specific intentionality and care in the choice of Jesus' words. Okay. Jesus says, do you believe in the Son of Man? The guy who's hurting, kicked out of community, like discouraged, alone, says, like, I want to. Who is he? Tell me so that I can believe in him. And he doesn't just say, I, Jesus doesn't just say, I am the Son of Man. I'm the Messiah. He doesn't just say, you actually already met him. It's me. He says, you have now seen him. You've seen him. That particular word, you've seen him. In other words, you know me because you can see me. You can Mm. see me because I worked in your life. The thing that we have is I healed your eyesight and now you can see me.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like I can't get over the care and the specific intentionality of that. Hmm. of that phrase he's saying hey buddy like let's say the guy's name is i don't know ralph hey ralph you and i forever have a thing Hmm. it's your it's it's your thing and my thing it will always be ours and that is you know me and you know me because you can see me and the reason you can see me is because i gave you sight Hmm. and it's like we have something specific me and you yeah so i bring that whole thing up to say this I feel like when Jesus said that, he had a smirk on his face, like Mm -hmm. a smile on his face. I'm reading tone into the scripture. But the thing that that makes me curious about is what are the, the little subtle, sweet things that Jesus is like subtly raising my attention to that he's trying to say like, Hey, this right here, that's mine and yours. Pay attention, pay attention. And if you miss it, no worries. I'll, I'll give you another one. But mm-hmm. like, hey, I, all day long, I'm trying to raise your attention to something that's just mine and yours, mm-hmm. relationally sweet between you and me. Yeah. It's, it's ours. I want to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. I want to find it. I believe that he communicates at that level of specificity mm-hmm. and care and intentionality. And I want to find the places where he is raising my awareness to like, hey, Lee, this thing right here, pay attention. It's mine and yours. It's our inside joke. Yeah. I think that's cool. I, it would only make sense
1: if those things exist in the world, right? Like there, there are things specifically that, that are specific to specific friendships in my life that are, you know, like inside jokes is a good word, but like they're just little links that I have with certain people that they wouldn't really land with anyone else. They wouldn't really have the same meaning with anyone else like between like maddie and me we just randomly quote spongebob stuff to answer (laughs) everything you know like uh hey like i'm just throwing out a silly example like maddie's watching gilmore girls right now right and like this is I, i like this hasn't happened specifically, but this is a thing that could very easily happen. Like, I would say to her, hey, do you want to turn on Gilmore Girls? Which, I'm not watching Gilmore Girls. It's right. not my show. But me suggesting to watch Gilmore Girls could lead to her saying, you like Krabby Patties, don't you? <laughs> Which is her saying, like, oh, do you actually like it? And that's why yes, you want to watch it. You know what yes, I mean? Like Exactly. So, like, uh, if uh, if Brad Warren were up here, yeah. who does not watch SpongeBob, as far as I know, I know his kids don't like it, so I would assume right. he doesn't like it. Um I know that because I'm their pastor and right. they're outspoken against it yeah, in my right. life. Yeah, uh out. but if you know if Brad Warren said a thing like that and I said, You like grabby page, isn't that you brad, he would probably be like, What are you talking about? Right. You know what I mean? And like in a world where that exists, I can only imagine that they do go straight to your thighs. They do. <laughs> and then you blow up. Uh <laughs> like I can I, I can only imagine that happened between Jesus and people one on one in his ministry. And I also know they happen between me and him. I have moments all exactly. the time where I'm like, oh, this was for me. Mm-hmm. And it's because you know me. And I think it's a cool thing to think like that. Yeah. And like, worst case scenario, you're wrong, but you got joy from something. And you reach out to him. Yeah. But, but that's it's the like, thing. There's there, not a worst case
0: scenario. There is right? no worst case because he is so brilliant. Yeah. And we have this moment where he didn't say to the guy, Hey, it's me, or like, Yo, I'm the Messiah. I'm the Son of Man. He said specifically, The one you now see is the Son of Man. It's like, dude, that was on purpose. Right. Y'all's thing is vision. Like, that's y'all's thing now. And like, y'all talk about that. And right. that's, that's, Christy's watching this show called Kath and Kim. And it's like this. It's this ludicrous comedy that takes place in Australia. But as a result, she is always quoting several lines from it. Mm. And um, I can just, I'm hearing her right now, but it just gives me delight. Like if one of the kids quotes a Kath and Kim thing to Christy, it's adorable. Like Christy will literally start jumping up and down and skipping in the kitchen and laughing because it's like, oh, you're moving towards my little relational thing. Right, right. I I share this as a way to say to me, to you, to anybody that's listening to this, like, have your antenna up. Yeah. Have your antenna up for the thing, for a little moment in your day where Jesus is like, where Jesus is trying to get your attention. He's going for a bid for friendship mm. that's just between you two. Yeah, it's cool. And lean into it As a way to say, I love that you think about me like this. Yeah. The the farther I go in this, the more I realize, like, the whole point of this whole thing is being friends with Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's the whole point of the whole thing. Yeah. And so I want to get better at it. I want to lean into it more. Yeah. Friendship, as we know it, as humans,
1: is a really sweet thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, when I would, I I was doing this... uh, Where was I reading this? It was either in Hebrews 8 today or it was in Psalm 148. But I read something. It's wide range. Yeah, it's it a bit of a stretch. But I, I was reading something about... And it... I don't remember. I don't even remember. No, it was in a Henry Nouwen thing. I, I don't remember. I don't remember where it was. It happened early this morning. I read a few things this morning that I, I can't remember exactly where they took place. But it led me to think the lord for specific people in my life who i can look up to yeah and it all it was no it was specific people in my life who loved me it was henry Nowen. Mm, Cool. and uh it just i just started listing my friends that i was thankful for and telling the lord how thankful i am for them because human friendship is a sweet thing yes and we still like just like uh, Evie Hill would say, we have a fallen version of it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It just one of the sweetest things I think in in relationships are inside jokes and things that just make sense between people. So I would imagine yeah. that it comes directly from the source. Well,
0: I um, our friend that I mentioned at the top of the show, our friend David um, Beltran on Young Life staff in Madrid, he is one of these. He's one of these guys that like. <laughs> he speaks amazing english like, yeah you can't tell such him. fantastic Cannot english it's only like one out of every hundred words yeah. and one of the words that he has a really strong accent on is the word hug oh and so he like sent me this voice message before i got to spain he was like dude when you get to spain you just need to go ahead and get ready because you're going to get some huge hocks." and i was like "Hogs? <laughs> hocks? and i was like oh he's saying hugs He's like you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some huge hocks, and like when when I tell you that when I see you the first time, I'm gonna crush you with the hocks you're gonna get. You're gonna get some huge hocks.
1: <laughs> he's also a very physically fit human, yeah, and I think fair, Sam either. has said that he doesn't touch a weight ever. No, it's not fair. It's stupid. It's stupid. it doesn't wear deodorant and does not smell a tiny bit. No, he's just a. He's, I wouldn't. I would not reveal that information if Sam expensive. has not said. Sam has like looked at us and be like, It's
0: not fair. Yeah, just, he doesn't have to do anything. It's just a physical specimen. Yeah. Wonderful dude. Um, guys, thanks so much for joining us. I'm so glad to be back. But glad to be back mm. on the show with my buddy Thomas. Hi. I'm glad for our friendship. Oh, me too. I'm glad for all the little inside fun things that we have. I just hit you with my my Nina's wave. Yeah. I there was a day where <laughs> when I was with Anna in Barcelona where I went to the neighborhood that Thomas had gotten us an airbnb and mm-hmm. when thomas and i visited there and like i was on the verge of weeping the whole time Aww. because it was like it was so tender to see those faces yeah. again and when i saw the little uh coffee bar with the spiral staircase where you oh. broke into weeping when they started playing moon river moon river
1: wider than a mile
0: <laughs> it was so sweet yeah and, uh, and then I texted all those pictures, to Thomas, and I kept waiting for him to, to burst into weeping and he was doing something. So he didn't text me back for like two hours. And I was so frustrated. You just described anyone who's ever texted with me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I just such sent such a Thomas friend, really, so bad at texting. Rob Logan this morning sent me, he described this TikTok account that he yeah. loves.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Like we parted ways, and three minutes later, like just according to the timestamp that I got, it was right after he left. I got these, I got all these TikToks, yeah. and I don't think I responded for three hours. And yeah. I just am a terrible
0: human being yeah. when well, it comes to texting. You're a great human being. You're terrible at texting. I am, which, which is, is so cause funny because I'm
1: a millennial. Yeah.
0: Oh. by all rights, you should be good at this. But you're, there's so many things about you that you're like actually like a 67 year old man.
1: <laughs> I literally told my wife yesterday. I'm tired of my phone. I wish we just had home phones again.
0: <laughs> All you want is like a rake in your hand and like spreading mulch with a pitchfork. Oh, and planting—that's the best milkweed
1: idea ever. Please, oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Please plant milkweed. Please, monarchs are endangered now. Plant milkweed; it's our only hope. We're going to lose the most well-known butterfly in the world, guys. I'm Lee. Freaking amen, Rob. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm Thomas. <laughs> this has been ancient and new
0: plant milkweed
2: when in the river the tent-